And what I will say absolutely definitely is that if you do not take steps to get off the six-figure hamster wheel and break free of that freedom fallacy, like you're going to wind up on the seven-figure hamster wheel almost inevitably. Welcome to The Soulpreneur Show, a podcast for a new generation of leaders, visionaries, disruptors, and trailblazers who want to do business better. Our goal is to provide you with stories and insights into the strategy, systems, and soul behind scaling service-driven, impact-first, human-centric businesses to help you create time, financial, and lifestyle freedom. We want you to have a business that you not only love and pays you well, but that prioritizes what you want for your life so that you can take actual unplugged vacations, you can step away from social media, and you can spend your time doing things you love with the people you love. Let's get to it. Last year, almost exactly a year ago, actually, I shifted into operations work. So I had been primarily business coaching, and then I moved into doing more of the systems and structure that will help move all of the other mechanisms forward. So like selling, marketing, et cetera. So the things that support the front end of the business. Anyway, that's not really what this is about, but just to clarify what I mean when I say that. And in having done this now for more than six months, I started to make the transition about a year year ago, but I've been like properly doing this for eight months. The thing that I would say I see consistently is that there is not a found... Well, this is the thing that prompted me to really go into operations work. And that is that there was not really a foundational understanding of basic business principles. And that I do not mean that as a judgment at all. It's just an observation. Like it's when I see people, the way that they're running things, the way that they're talking about things, I can generally tell if they came from like a network marketing background or if they came from more of a corporate background because it shows a lot of the times in the way that people are running things. Again, it's not meant as a judgment at all. It was an observation. And it was an observation that really led me into wanting to go and do more with the operation side of things because I've been running businesses for a really long time. And I had to learn a lot of the things on my own. I don't have a background in that. And the thing that this really moves us into is that I think this is separate from that. This is like a, <laughs> this is my, in, this is the proper intro into it is that I, think that most people that I work with and most people that I've spoken with, even that I don't, even people that I don't work with, but that I've spoken with, the biggest driving factors of why someone is starting their business is because one, you want to impact other people's lives. And two, you want more control and freedom in your own life. That's what I see almost all the way across the board. If you're like, yes, I agree with that. That's more or less why I got into this, then this episode is going to be relevant to you. Going to be relatively short, I think. I know my famous last words, but there's one primary thing that will stop that piece of being able to be more in control and uh, that allows for freedom. There's one big piece that kind of winds up becoming missing from the puzzle. So let's get into it. So the biggest thing here is what I would call the freedom fallacy. So I know I've got a lot of a lot of fun terms for lots of different things. Freedom fallacy is one that I've really not spoken about publicly anyway. And it's essentially how I define the freedom fallacy is it is the belief that moves you to push for financial freedom before anything else 
So you're, you're moving for financial freedom first, and you might not be doing it knowingly. It might be like, I need to get here. I started to say the words and I was like, oh no, I think virtually every business owner I've ever worked with has said these words to me at some point that when I hit X amount of revenue, that's when I'll do some other thing. That is part of the foundation of the freedom fallacy is this concept that you should be making a certain amount of money or a certain amount of dollars before you start to do certain things. Now, I do agree with that, that you probably want to be at a certain revenue level before you really dive into doing certain types of work. For example, I would not recommend starting to run ads unless you've got a bunch of money to to burn because you don't want to run ads unless you're willing to lose the money because you're just buying data, especially in the beginning. So, you know, there are certain things that like, yeah, okay, until you until you get to a certain point, like maybe you don't want to do them. But the concept of I don't like this because it really comes off as comes off as like a weird manipulative way of saying like hire a coach, but the concept of I'm not going to hire a business coach until I make a certain amount of money. That is I'm going that's putting the financial aspect of your business ahead of something that might actually help you. If you need if it if it would make most sense for you to hire a business coach, then that's maybe what you should do unless you don't have the money to do it. Like we're not here to debate what you should or shouldn't do with your money, but that concept of I'm going to do X once I have however many dollars or once I have whatever happening in my bank account or et cetera. That is the root of the freedom fallacy. And it comes from that financial freedom first mentality. And this gets reinforced through the concept of you know, hard work equals success. If you were someone who was raised with, if as long as you're, as long as you're working hard, you're going to be able to be successful. It almost is like, I shouldn't put time freedom first because that's going to make me look lazy. There's a little bit of that that goes on with it, which is completely not true. <laughs> it, that would, that would not be true at all. If that were true, it would mean that every millionaire would be lazy and that everyone who like works has the most incredible work ethic in the world would be a billionaire like and that's clearly not true so that there's no connection between hard work and success i agree that like yes when you put the hard work in it's going to move the needle forward to creating success but there is not a hard and fast rule that links the two as as you can like it's looking at things in a very absolutist way but those examples give you exactly why i feel that way and it's also reinforced when you grew up as someone who maybe didn't have money or you had money and then lost it or as an adult you had money and then lost it or you had money as a kid and then your parents like stopped supporting you financially or you've got some weird money story i don't know anybody who doesn't have some type of crappy money story but like there's some something there about like money's tricky money can be tricky so it's easy to gravitate toward this concept of like i'm going to i'm going to chase financial freedom first and you know if you're a person who's a financial advisor and like you have a financial background like i'm i'm not here to debate the semantics of okay the freedom that it can create to like go all at work really hard and fill your 401k and your Roth IRA and fill your retirement account so that you can have, excuse me, a ton of freedom on the back end of that. I mean, like in the moment. So moving on from that concept, like this idea of the, of the freedom fallacy, what it winds up doing is oftentimes it's going to put you on some type of a hamster wheel. I call it the six-figure hamster wheel. The six-figure hamster wheel, I've, like I've said, I've got all kinds of fun things that I like to call things. So the six-figure hamster wheel is essentially if you are someone who is generally working like 10 to 15 to 20 or more hours per week, then you really 
maybe not even that you want to be, but like you, that you know that you should be. If you are, if you are consistently working more than 40 hours a week, if you are at least once a month working more than 50 hours a week, like that's the six figure hamster wheel. If you are working through vacations because you just sort of don't really have a choice or you're really afraid of what you're going to come back to, that's a sign you're on the six figure hamster wheel. If you are doing the majority of the tasks yourself and you're already making decent money and you like really are starting to feel the weight of your business on your shoulders, that is a symptom of being on the six figure hamster wheel. And what I will tell you is if you continue to prioritize the, the freedom fallacy, this concept of pushing financial freedom before you do time freedom, and you're not making time freedom a priority, then you're going to, it, the, the freedom fallacy and the six figure hamster wheel are really good friends. They play really well together. <laughs> they really like, the, they, they send each other more victims to their cause all the time. <laughs> I don't want to say victims, but you know, like they, they really, they work quite as quite a nice team. They work very collaboratively. And if you have one, you, you very likely have the other. And what I will say absolutely definitely is that if you do not take steps to get off the six-figure hamster wheel and break free of that freedom fallacy, like you're going to wind up on the seven-figure hamster wheel almost inevitably. So this is not going to be some big how-to lesson. That's why I said this is going to be relatively short. I really want to, I, I want you to start thinking about how you can prioritize time freedom. So what I want to leave you with is this idea of the three steps to freedom. And I heard this, I don't remember. It was a while ago. It stuck with me. It's not my concept, but it really, like I've always been someone who is, I've never been money driven. I have always been willing to put in a lot of hours. Like since I was a little kid, I've always worked since I was really young, I've always made my own money. And even as like a 13 year old kid, I would work hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. I've never had a problem with that. And I've always been fascinated by this concept of like time freedom, because as when I was younger, like, I don't think I had as much of a finite understanding or a, as much of a concrete understanding of how finite our time really is. The older I get, the more I really understand that of like, I don't want to be the person who, you know, 30 years from now goes, well, all I did was work. Like, I don't want that for myself. So this, it's this, con I don't remember where, I wish I remember if you know where this concept came from, because I distinctly remember like it was someone's, like someone's proprietary system or someone's framework for something. And I don't remember what it was called. And I tried researching this to see if I could figure it out and I couldn't find it. So if you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> or if it's yours, let me know so I can credit, credit where credit is due. But so essentially the three steps to freedom, you start with time freedom because when you are creating time freedom, you open yourself up to more possibility of where you're, you're able to keep you're able to keep in control of the way in which you do things. So um, it's that concept of, it's not just freedom that you're chasing after, but also if you want more control over your life, because you can have financial freedom and not have control over your life because you don't have control over your time. So when you prioritize time freedom, you might not have that financial freedom yet, but once you do, it's going to be like, you have so much more control over the way in which you choose to spend your resources, time, money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which really leads into the ultimate resource. So the third step of this is relationship 
relationship freedom. So you've got time freedom, then money freedom, then relationship freedom. And relationship freedom grants you the ability to choose whom you are spending your time with. And that is arguably the ultimate freedom. So you you choose, I want, I want to prioritize that I'm going to have a say in how and where I spend my time. And from there, I'm going to choose to use my time in such a way with other supports that will help me do this, specifically through the lens of like, you're running a business. So you can have a team and systems and automations and all that good stuff to like help you move to the next step of financial for like true financial freedom. And then from there you move into, which I will be very clear. I do not have true financial freedom. I would not, I would not even call myself financially free. Like I still have full disclosure. Like I still have debt. So like, I don't have that. So this is, this is not me teaching you how to do it because that would not be, I don't think that that would be an integrity for me because I don't have this, but the concept itself, I do know how to create time freedom all day long. (laughs) I can, I can teach you that. And I do teach that (laughs) sustainable growth lab. (laughs) So I, I do know how to do that, but like financial freedom, like that's, we're not, we're not going down that road today, but time freedom, then money freedom, and then financial freedom, ultimately we're you get to have a say in your relationships and the 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 people that you are associating with. So those are the three. I hope that this was this was almost like a it wasn't a mindset episode. I used to back in the day when I first started the podcast, I had a I had a separate episode that was just like for mindset. And I stopped doing them because I don't I realized I don't like talking about mindset unless I'm like prompted and can have a conversation with someone. But this is a little bit mindsety, mindset-ish. And so I hope this was at least illuminating. And if you do want help creating that first first piece of time freedom, no matter where you're at, if it's um, if you've got the financial freedom or not, if you're chasing the financial freedom or not, like I would love to help you create that time freedom and build that into your business. So send me a DM or you can check out the Sustainable Growth Lab in the show notes and I'll catch you in the next one. Well, friend, we have reached the end of another episode. But before you go, I wanted to ask if you found this episode helpful, inspirational, or insightful, or hopefully a little bit of all three. And if so, I would really appreciate your leaving a five-star review or sharing it with your friends on social media. And if you do, I would love to send you a complimentary copy of my month-by-month yearly planning template, which is kind of the greatest spreadsheet of all time. (laughs) I love making spreadsheets. It's amazing to organize what you're planning, what you're promoting, and what you're preparing. It'll organize your launches, your content, what your team should be working on if you've got a team. And it includes a video training to get you going with the with the template. And all you've got to do is take a screenshot of your review and then tag me on Instagram in a story, or you can DM it to me at sustainable scaling. I appreciate your support so much, and I will catch you in the next episode. Oh, 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 oh,